No, I'm glad you guys enjoy those. I, I smoked a lot of these and I, and I think that's been always been my experience. And honestly, I think it, it goes well with a lot of different proofs and flavors. There's something really nice about it. Plus, I just like something that has a great draw consistently too. And it always does. I have a bottle of the toasted barrel, Elijah Craig behind me. I actually, since you guys brought up that toasted note, I might, might just pour a little bit of that. Okay. So it's, it's interesting that you would bring that up because we did a little experiment with these baggers, like I said. And so we took a charred bag and we put it into a glass with Jim Beam white label, and then we had the Jim Beam, the 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 black label. Hmm. And then we took one of the toasted bags and we put that into a glass of Elijah Craig small batch. And then we had the Elijah Craig toasted. And I'll tell you right oh, now, interesting. I, I would like to send you one of these toasted bags just mm-hmm. so that you can try it yourself. It was mm-hmm. after 15 minutes, it blew the standard Elijah Craig toasted out of the water. Wait, out of the water. To- it was yeah, amazing. Like try that. Yeah, it was amazing. And I, I just That's had cool. a little bit of this Kroger pick. I got this pick at the Shinaway Kroger here in Lexington. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they've still got some. The last time I went in there, they did. They had like eight cases of it come in. Like I said, it's just they're complimenting each other really well. So great, mm-hmm. great suggestion, sir. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with those two. I could have gotten real obscure if you if you need me to, but those two I feel like those are two things that the majority of folks have access to nationwide. So that's, that's the stuff I usually suggest, you know I mean? I mean, I've got other stuff that, yeah, I can, we could talk about how great it is all day and no, none of your listeners will, will be able to find it. So no use in that, you know, Sure. but if you ever want to, if we want to get into the weird stuff, you know, (laughs) I, I'm all about the weird shit. I'm all for it. I think that, that all yeah. all three of us are about the weird shit. We're all That's about what I, I mean, I do enjoy that a lot. I really enjoy challenging stuff, you know, things that I'm just like, oh, what in the world? You know, and sometimes you you're like, this it's just not for me, but definitely for me when I go around, I'm always looking for something interesting, you know, and that's why I loved being on and still am Master Stiller. That was it was something that was really fun because I got to taste all kinds of stuff and, and listen to folks that, you know, why are they making it or whatever and watch them make it. Some folks did some really interesting, you know, their process was crazy and, and all that, but I love all the obscure stuff. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot out there too. I mean, it really is. I think if people would dig and get past like the 20 bottles, they, you know, that they've, they've heard of in the last five years. There's some great stuff on there. I always, man, people walk out of a liquor store because they couldn't find what they wanted. Like, I'm like, there's something on that shelf that you're going to like, just take a chance, man. You know, take a chance, be educated, look at the labels, do a little, I mean, you're standing there, you got a phone, research it a little bit, see if you might like it. It doesn't have to be all beanie babies. You know, you might, you could, collect something else here and there you know <laughs> well i mean this this is this is a perfect example of that and i know that you know we're trying to steer clear of the the <clears throat> the sazerac thing but this benchmark benchmark by in and of itself <clears throat> is something that it sits on the bottom shelf but people shouldn't overlook because it's you know just the regular the black label benchmark is is really really good stuff and actually you can you can see those derringers that i've got up there those are those were produced by seagram's when seagram's owned the benchmark brand but this foolproof, holy shit. 
holy fucking shit. Like that's, and then I've got another bottle directly behind it, <clears throat> which was the one that <clears throat> I originally reached for. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, backbone. Have you ever had backbone? Yeah. This shit's incredible. This shit is fucking incredible. Did, did it, Jerry and Paul, did I send you guys some of this? I thought that I did. The last sample pack. That's what I thought. Sign it. Yeah, this shit's amazing. And it's only four years old. And and it's, yeah, there you there go. There it is. This shit's incredible. This is the uncut straight bourbon whiskey. It's 114.7 proof. And it's really, really fucking good. And, and I know that for the majority of Kentuckians, they don't know that it exists. And that's fine with me because I can go get it. But there's a lot of a lot of really good shit out there. People are focusing on the, you know, the the rare breeds and the 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 1924s, which well lie. I want some of the 1924. But uh, Jerry, what were we gonna say? I was gonna say, well, that's before COVID happened. It was just Jim Beam White Makers Makers 46 Wild Turkey Rare Breed, like yeah, the ones everyone has. Right. And it, let's let's not bullshit. And then. COVID happened, and down here in Florida, we were still somewhat open, but we weren't. So I had to find something, and that's when I actually, like, I never listened to podcasts or anything like that before. It was YouTube, all YouTube. COVID hit. I was like, I need something. Just, like, as I'm cleaning the house, because there's nothing else to do, or or mowing the yard. So I put some podcasts on, started listening, and started hearing about some of these craft distilleries, and that's when, like, COVID, I just, like, all right, let me go in and yeah, let me grab the Wild Turkey 101, but let me try this random ass yeah. bottle. Chattanooga. Heard some things. Chattanooga was like, I know Paul's not the biggest fan of Chattanooga, or at least he wasn't. Oh, they're incredible. 111. They're incredible. That Chat 111 is one of my favorite dailies. They got some crazy experimentals going on. I don't um, think I've actually like had a, much of it. I haven't enough? had much of the Chattanooga. It's, no. it's worth your time. It's worth your time. The Starlight Distillery, they're, they're some crazy finishes and whatnot and then obviously living down here in florida we don't have we don't have the kentucky background for distilling or whatever but we have some i sent these guys to a a sample of kazuba's i think it was a seven-year rye from down in st pete tampa area and that it's fantastic they came over from poland in what 2014 2012 somewhere around there so yeah covid was just basically finding all like yeah, I'm still drinking the Makers and Wild Turkey, but let me try these other brands that no one knows about or doesn't want to look at. And- You're forgetting one, Jerry. West Fork, Old Hamer, everything Old Hamer yeah. is, or 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 Hugh Hamer, fucking amazing. Tim, if you have you ever had Old Hamer or Hugh Hamer, I have not. Oh shit, it'll knock you. I've got a, a Jerry and I both have a a peach brandy finished bourbon. We have an apple brandy finished bourbon. I have a it's a single barrel ninety nine. One Nashville, it is it it'll fucking knock your socks off. It's incredible. And then we've got the yeah, uh, they they just started distilling for themselves. What was it last year? Early yeah, last year? Yeah, it's all oh, this it's other, produced all this in Indiana. It's so good, and it's is, they produce their own shit now. Just now they started producing every, shit. All the Hugh Hammer and Old Hammer is MGP, but it's all their finish, like their own finishing on it. Mm-hmm. So they're doing great finishing products. But yeah. Some of these small-time distilleries and craft distilleries producing some fantastic stuff, even though we're drinking Old Forester and Evan, I got Evan Williams right there. That's why I said Evan Williams bottom the bottom. And then Elijah Craig, but some of these small-time distilleries are like, as much as I hate to try to get people on them, 
you got to do it to keep them in, in business because some yeah. of these distilleries they're they go a week or whatever and they they don't know if they're going to stay open they fantastic stuff we got one literally like right across the street from where i work we got manifest distilling that that does rye and they work with Lake from seal box and they do all the manifest mm-hmm. was it the manifest whiskey products and they got we got a, a local apiary or whatever they're called for the for bees and whatever so they partner with them once a year and do a, a honey finished rye and then that apiary sells that barrel age rye and or barrel age honey and it, it's it's phenomenal like honestly i might like the smaller craft stuff more than the bigger stuff the only thing is it's mountain price like they live yeah 10th mountain's a good one out of colorado uh, vale colorado wow the only thing is is the craft stuff's a little bit more pricey so if you're looking for a cheaper one craft's hard to fifty dollars sixty dollars for a yeah i think product. that's the hurdle that's the hurdle and, yeah. and it takes word of mouth you know to really do it because you know it's tough to take a risk on a 70 dollar bottle when you don't mm-hmm. know anything about it you know and and you look and it's like there i and i totally agree with you i have a friend of mine drew fox up in he's basically south of chicago he has 18th street distillery i've heard and of so that. yeah he he started as a brewer and his his beers are you know renowned i mean it's his his brewery is amazing, but he has 18th Street Distillery now. And this is a two year ride that'll really blow you away. And I think he's on the third or fourth year. But what Drew Fox is doing up there at 18th Street Distillery is really special. And you know he's actually in Indiana, I guess. God, Drew, I know he's like in Hamilton. It's just been a while, Drew. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a few years since we've hung out, but. <laughs> Yeah, he's a South Chicago, Indiana guy, and does amazing stuff. And I and that's what I said earlier. Like I love traveling around, hitting the craft distilleries, and seeing what folks are doing. It's like super creative. And then unfortunately, there's some that aren't that great. You know, they're getting into the trend, and and that's the worst. That's like the bummer about it all. It's like you you're we're promoting bourbon and American whiskey and American made spro- products, and then somebody's first, you know taste of one is $60 pour of something that's not that great like that's kind of a nightmare you know and it's like yeah it's it takes a lot of work and a lot of marketing dollars to get them to try it again you know they're going to go right back to vodka or you know Irish whiskey or something that's not made here but so I think in the marketing world and brand building that's always been this weird thing it's like how can we make sure that people understand that there's great American distillers all over the country, but we still have to highlight the best ones because we don't want somebody to taste something that they're going to be disappointed in and not come to the category. You know, there's a lot of folks that still love crown Royal. There's a lot of crown Royal fans, you know, obviously yeah, they're, well, they're, they're wrong. Producing, what a 23 year old <laughs> apple crown. Yeah. So there's a lot of people are still drinking it. There's a lot of Jameson fans, you know. I can't, I can't shit on Jameson fans, but Crown Royal was terrible. I'm, I just, I'm just. Well, I'm not shitting on them. I'm that, just saying it's not, it's not American whiskey. My, yeah, that's my personal opinion. Jameson, James, Jameson Black is really fucking good. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying they're not great, but yeah. it'd be really nice if we can pull some Johnny Walker fans over into the heaven hill heaven hill world or american yeah. whiskey world somehow well, you know well talking about I mean, that you got the the sing, american single malts and that's why people they 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 think of 
like they think of scotch and maybe their only scotch they've tried is like a Lagavulin or something like that. That's heavily smoky, heavily peated. And they're like, no, I don't like it, which that was me when I was trying a couple scotches. People were like, hey, try this one. I'm like, no, I don't like the heavily smoked, heavily peated. So people kind of showed me that. And we have a, a mutual friend that got me into the American single malts. And ever since then, I've been deep diving into all of them. What's up, Mike? I've, yeah. I've, I've got one for you. Of, I've got one. I've Go sent ahead. a bunch of samples to people. Sent a bunch of samples to people that said they they're not they don't like it because they tried like you said they tried one and it was terrible. And I was like, well, no, you gotta you gotta try this or you gotta try this brand or something like that. And let me let me send you some samples or whatever. Next thing you know, they're they're out buying bottles at their local Total Line or their local store. And it's like, yeah, that's that's the the whiskey community I like right there. Yeah, yeah, I love I you know, gosh, man. I wish I could tell you all the stuff that I got to learn and hear sitting in the room and people planning. I think when I left two years ago, we were planning for 2042. That was, Shit. that was the year. That's the year that projections for the brands were 2042. So that was, that would have been 20 years because you're laying down barrels already at these big distilleries. So we were looking at all that and single malt was, was talked about for a long time because there is a transition between profiles you know if you could bring somebody over into an american whiskey maybe they're not going to jump in directly from a scotch to this what other folks call like the sweet tea of whiskeys you know this southern taste profile of you know sugar and caramel and corn there might have to be a a gateway whiskey you know so maybe it's american single malt and i think the the best outside of what freddie's doing over there at jim beam that one's really good too but this cole keegan out of santa fe is it's all he does i mean that's his main he doesn't have any bourbons he doesn't have any corn he does all single malts in santa fe and it's a really great product i'm not i'm not pitching this because he's not a client but I went there in October and I was hoping to be, be a, you know, help him out, but I don't think he needs much help. It's really amazing. But I went into his Rick house and because there's no corn, there's no bourbon in that Rick house at all. The Rick house smelled different. And it was the first time I'd ever witnessed that. It was all single malt whiskeys aging in that, in that warehouse. And it completely smelled different. You know, we're used to what a Rick house smells like in Kentucky. I know it. Like I dream about it, but, yep. but his, his Rick house smelled totally different. So Cole Keegan out of Santa Fe is a pretty special little distillery. So I guess we're just doing shout outs. Let's just keep doing shout outs. What else we got guys? <laughs> yeah. is, that a, is that obtainable here in Kentucky? Can we get that here in Kentucky? Not yet, uh, okay. but he's going to expand. And I think you'll, I mean, it's, no, but He's got a distributor here in Florida, so I got to look yeah. at them and go to a couple of my spots and be like, "Hey, bring this if shit he, in." If you get it, send it up this way. Yeah, if you get it, let me know what you think. So there, there was the Westland that that Mike introduced us to. That was what what Westward or Westward? I'm sorry, Westward. That shit is incredible. It's it's produced in Oregon or Washington, Oregon, Oregon. Um, and it is really fucking good. It's really fucking good. And I'm not, I'm not traditionally a Scotch fan. I do like some Scotches, 
but I like whiskey. This this I, I do like whiskey. Yeah, I like I whiskey. Like, yeah, I like yeah. just whiskey, but I prefer American whiskey, and I think everybody listening should prefer American whiskey. I, I think you bring right. everybody into the bourbon category and single malt, <laughs> right? But the uh, rye whiskey is a big, big, a big thing for us. Mm. You know, Paul has the access to all the great rye whiskeys because he's in Maryland. But I was going to ask you, Paul. I didn't know where you were. Yeah, just south of Baltimore. So I got Sagamore right here in my backyard, and Catawba, oh, wow. you know, an hour and a half away, and then going right up into Pennsylvania. There's a ton of great smaller distilleries doing a lot of cool stuff with a lot of different varietals of rye right now. So it's it's kind of cool to get get a lot of those different bottles that you know get them into other people's hands that aren't on the East Coast, and they can kind of see some of the cool stuff that is done with rye, and it's not just you know. Everybody thinks all oh, rye is too spicy, blah blah blah. You know, it's not the stuff. Man, that years ago, there's some really, really cool, cool bottles out there now from a lot of these craft distillers that that I like to push and get, you know, kind of change people's mind on rye because that's that's my favorite category. I, I'm right there with you. I think rye. We were talking about gin earlier. Sometimes ryes have just the the same, you know, broad spectrum of flavors, and I think it's really interesting. And I think. What people need to know is probably what you preach is American distilling is built on rye. You know, I mean, especially your area north, that's that's king. Rye was king until they got down here, you know, but but there's some really great ones up there for sure. What's so Sagmore and what what other ones are up there? I, I do. Ha- actually, I do have a favorite distillery that if you guys like the weirdo stuff, you got to go to New Hampshire. You go to Tamworth. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're familiar with Tamworth. It's all of us, yes. <laughs> Very familiar with the, the turkey whiskey. Yeah, for sure. So and, Stephen Crab and the, yeah. the beaver butt juice. And yeah, he's the king of weird and I love him. He's he's actually a big mentor of mine, Stephen Grass, because I'm a creative, you know, I started a creative director in an agency building brands for other people. And so he did the same thing. You know, that's how he got Hendrix and Sarah, Jer- Sarah, Sailor Jerry, and all that. So, pretty, you know, he's he's really creative. That's why all the weirdo stuff comes out of Tamworth because they've got a really creative guy sparking it all. And yeah, hopefully, I mean, that's just yeah, he's being inspiration to me. That's probably the main one, honestly. That's probably the first time I've ever said that, especially being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love doing. You know, some of the big projects I worked on is, you know, when we're talking about Johnny Walkers and the Wellers of the world, like there's, if you really, if you look at Weller lineup really closely and compare it to some of the larger whiskey brands in the world, you'll see some, you'll see a lot of uh, interesting similarities. If you agree with their business practices or if you think they're full of shit or what have you. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. Still, the fact remains that, you know, you got guys like Harlan and he, he's just one, one guy, you know, one cog in the wheel trying to do his job. And he's trying to predict out, like I said, 20 years from now. And, you know, he's not, you know, he's got bosses to report to, too. And so. Not many. Not, uh, he's got a couple. <laughs> yeah. He's got a couple. He's got a couple. But still, I, I, I am a big fan of what they produce. Regardless. Regardless of your your 
your views of mm-hmm. how they do business, they do make some damn good distillate. Listen, they do, and I and I also bullshit. totally agree. I also totally agree. If you have a a poor taste in your mouth for a lot of their actions in the past, I, I get it. And I'm not trying to stick up for them. I'm just trying to tell the side that I think all bourbon and American whiskey is all one team. Sure. And if they're going to put their neck on the line to try to make sure that we're all talking about it, and then you get into the nuance of the business and individuals here and there, that's fine. But like, it's all for the greater good of American whiskey. That's how I look at it. And I don't have, and I don't have the greatest relationship with them anymore. But I still tell people there's some still there's still really good folks over there that make really great whiskey and are trying to make sure American whiskey is put on the map. Along with Heaven Hill and everybody else, they're all doing it. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Elijah Craig, of course. Like that's my go-to. I love it. They're my, you know, that's who I drink every day. In in the spirit of you know craft distilleries, uh, yeah, I want to move on to this pours on me. Because this was a pour that 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 you and I both have access to. I bought this bottle at Kroger at the same Kroger that I bought the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof pick that I sent to Jerry and Paul I'm at, on Shinaway. And this is a it's an apple brandy. <laughs> damn hiccups have been plaguing me for the last two days. Is bullshit. So this yeah, is we gotta, a, we gotta scare him real quick, guys. Just feel like <laughs> This is the Butchertown bourbon. It's Copper and Kings, distilled in Louisville, 111 proof. And un- unfortunately, Tim doesn't have some of this to enjoy with us, but... I do have another bottle, though. It looks amazing. Yeah, a little bit of Copper and Kings over there with him right now is what he said, so... Oh, shit. So this is... 126 proof brandy that was aged in X beer from against the grain, which is my favorite beer. I mean, I love, please bleep that out because I don't want everybody to go by, <laughs> but it is a fantastic beer. It's made right here in Kentucky. This is really great too. So I won't taste the same thing you have, but this, this brandy from Copper and Kings in Louisville is also really, a really great for. I did have the I did have the bourbon though. I had it in October. I had it in October last year. I went to the distillery and they had the bourbon. It's the first time I had it. And I went through the tasting and they showed me around. I went down into the where they have their barrels in the basement there. They have a real if you haven't been to Copper and Kings, obviously it's really beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. One, it's like the design of it's really cool. I think it's interesting in the in they're doing sort of that sound aging in the basement where it's like a lot of music and bass and all, all that which is really unique but what's unique if you if you geek out on on stills like i do and and you guys probably do is is like how they fit all their all their equipment in this three or four floored building like it's really interesting the plumbing yeah. and the and you know you're on the fourth floor but there's like something coming out of the floor from the third floor like 
they've used they've used that space really well. So kudos to Copper Kings. And none of their stills are massive. Like they're they're just like I mean they're 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 big compared to a home distiller or a moonshiner or something like that. But they're they're not like a Heaven Hill or a Buffalo Trace. Gosh, no, they're like they're that. like these beautiful copper, yeah, you know, pots. I mean, their pot stills are beautiful. They are. They, have the they take really side. good care of them too. Like that, you can tell. Like they put a lot of care into cleaning those copper pots inside and out. Like they're yeah, they're gorgeous. Like you said, and they have a, a really good bottle your own experience. Oh, I haven't um, done that. That's cool. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You, they give you you pay like seventy bucks. They slap a label on there for you. Yeah, I've got one that Jerry and I went there together, and then you walk right up to to a spigot on the end of the oh, barrel, cool. and you pour it right into the bottle. Can can I give a shout? We were doing shout outs. Yes, I, absolutely. You, I know you don't do heavy editing on the show, which I appreciate, but if you do, put this in the beginning. <laughs> I'm sorry, Copper and Kings, we were talking about your awesome bottle, your own which is an amazing experience at a beautiful location in Louisville. If you're in Louisville, you got to go to Copper and Kings. Absolutely. If you're traveling down the interstate on your way somewhere else, I always tell people, if you're on the bourbon trail, you have to end it, end your day at Whiskey Thief. And Walter, I'm so fortunate to have worked on that project with, with Walter, the owner, with the renaming and the, you know, all that kind of stuff to Whiskey Thief and some of the experience, but as you guys know, you can go in there, you taste five barrels straight from the barrel. And if you love them, if you love one, you can bottle it straight from the barrel with a whiskey yep. thief. There's no mechanisms. There's nothing. It's as, it's as pure of a Kentucky experience there is on the bourbon trail. I believe right. that. Yeah. You, you said make that the, the final destination. Well, me and Adam made that our second. I think it was right after Four Roses. We stayed there for a while and yeah, I think all of us said the same thing. Like we could have spent all day there. Yeah. Like they got oh, a yeah. fire pit out back. Yes. Smoke your cigars out there with the fire pit. They got cornhole, a couple games, drink all you want, basically. We ended that it day at Bourbon awesome 30 time. though in Georgetown. And yeah. that was that was a similar experience. <laughs> have you been to Bourbon 30, Tim? I have. That was fucking amazing too. I went to Bourbon 30 like well, I've been a handful of times and they do a nice job. They moved to Frankfurt now. They did. They have they a really they, but the old Georgetown location, I yes. literally spent breakfast. So we did a barrel pick at Willet. Holy crap, what a day. So the day was my friend's own local feed. Another shout out. Local feed in Georgetown. One of the best Kentucky dining experiences there is. And it's in Georgetown. We intended to next, stop there and we didn't end up making that happen. Yeah, local feed's fantastic. I, so Justin and I, the owner, the chef owner, we we bought two barrels of Whistle Pig. We went to Whistle Pig, did that whole experience. They put us up. It's red carpet. They fly you up. It's an amazing experience. So before our Willet pick, we bought, I think, two barrels of Willet. We, we kicked the day off at Bourbon 30. Great idea. It's amazing. You're going to be it's real just, drunk. Let's just, you know, start the day off of, uh, you know, pulling whiskey out of barrels, random yeah. barrels all over. Bur and it was awesome. And then we had a driver, of course, like a Suburban or whatever. Justin Thank God for that, because you're going to be fucking wasted by the time you leave. And then we went to Willet and crawled around Willet for half a day. And <laughs> we ended up picking two barrels. And it was, a, it was an amazing experience. Then we ended up back at Local Feed 
where Chef Justin, like I said, he was it was he was on the pick. Then he cooked us all his food. And we're at the bar. It was amazing. So yes, I was at Bourbon Thirty for breakfast. It was awesome. So there, I've, I've got a tiny story to tell you about Willet here in a second when we end. Uh, Jerry, Paul, how do you guys feel about this 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 Butchertown Copper and Kings Bourbon? Because I'll tell you this right now, I drank two glasses of this last night while I was watching UK destroy Alabama, and I got to talk talking to uh, Copper Pot Brandy on Instagram today, and it it really just kicked me off. Want some more of this? This shit is fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's yeah. I actually had to run aside to grab the bottle that I, I filled of the apple brandy to kind of compare it because that apple brandy finish comes out strong. Yes, it does. And it, it, uh, that is, yes, I'm going to need a bottle of that one. That's that's all I got to say. Is, yes. I got you. I got yeah, you on that. That fruitiness, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Finish. Mine is probably about 40 degrees because it's been sitting out here with me this whole time. So it's gone down like a nice, nice cooler temperature, but that, that apple flavor, I mean, it just, it's, it it's all up. there. Yeah. It's, this is fantastic. Yeah. There, there's, so Jerry and I went there fully expecting along with our friend, Mike and Jay and Tim, Tim, who was not much of a spirits drinker at all. And we went there fully. What's expect- his last name? Let's make sure we make it that, you know, Tim Perry. Okay. Go ahead and make an example of Tim Perry, yeah. a firefighter from northern Indiana. There you go. But yeah, so he was he was a lot more on board after that. And he came down here last year. We did the tours here in Lexington last year last year, but the year before that we did them all in Lobel. Anyway, it all of us went in fully expecting to walk out with a bottle of the peach. And peach brandy is it's a bit of a weakness for me than I think it was for everybody else. And then we had just their standard 90 something proof apple brandy. And we, we all looked at each other and then, it, you know, then they gave us the, the barrel strength apple brandy and we we're like, now fuck the peach. And everybody that walked out of the copper and Kings with a bottle, we all walked out with the, you know, the barrel or bottle your, Bottle your own apple brandy. It was fucking amazing. It, it's so good. And I've still got about a quarter of a bottle upstairs, and I've been hiding it from myself for, for the last two years to keep from killing the bottle because it's the only bottle of that particular barrel that I'll ever get. And it's so good. But this, the apple really, I mean, it's just, you you don't know how well an apple brandy finish can complement a bourbon until you actually have this. And Tim... If you live in this area, you, you've got access to it because, like I said, I got this at the Shinaway Kroger, and the last time I went down there, they had plenty of these bottles, and it's it's fucking amazing. I'll be glad to share some of mine with with you, but it's I mean, holy shit, it's it's like forty five we'll, fifty dollars a bottle. We'll trade samples. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I have, you know, I think that's one thing about my basement and my cigar buddies joke all the time i'll literally be like dude guess what i found you know it'd be like a case of something crazy you know and they're like dude we got to come to your basement you know i'm like 
No, you don't, because you'll end up taking all my shit. But the samples I have, I'm really proud of the samples. And I keep all these documents, you know, I'm like really crazy about like logging stuff. But where I judge a lot of whiskey competitions, you know, I get a lot of samples. And so we do like 50 whiskeys at a time, which is crazy. The first time I did it, I was like laying in the floor and my wife was like, what is happening? I'm like, I'm an idiot. You know, I tried to drink them all, but, <laughs> you know, over, over the years, I've learned how to drink, you know, a lot more samples, but, but I'm happy to trade samples. And a lot of them are blind samples, but I have them all logged because they're numbered. But what I like to do is like folks like us, you know, people that like to experiment and taste, I'll just bring out a box of 50 and I have them all logged. So there's a number and I have a sheet, you know, and it's like, we'll just taste through them or whatever. And I can be like, what's your favorite? Or, and I can go back and look. And there's a few, which is interesting not to cut you off, but I have a couple that was some of the worst whiskey I've ever had in my life. And my tasting notes were, and this is a national, this is an international competition of all spirits. So we're, we're tasting sojus and all, all spirits. And in the beginning, they gave me all spirits. And I think they realized, like, you should probably give this guy American whiskey. You know? <laughs> so now it's all American whiskey. And so there was one sample that I had. And my tasting notes was, it tastes like building a model car smells like. <laughs> and it was nothing. I mean, I, I couldn't get over it. It smelled. It tasted like that glue and that melting weirdo plastic yeah you know, yep, this, yep. You know the smell i this do the the, the glue like kind of melts the plastic a little it's bit unbelievable yeah, you know that bad. smell and that was the tasting note and and so i literally put like somebody needs to check somebody needs to tell this distiller like you might want to check this barrel you know there's some there's literally something wrong with this i went to that distillery two years later and I was like, surely to goodness, surely to goodness, they fixed this. No, I get the same whiskey because it's all blind until all the, all the awards come out. And then you get a sheet that says what you tasted. And I, I, I was like, oh, I'm curious. What was that? And I was like, oh my gosh. And what's crazy is all, thankfully, all the judges felt the same way. It, it got scored extremely low. Okay. And then I went back to that distillery on my own and, and got a flight. And I, before I even put it to my lips, it was a, I, instantly two years later. And that usually doesn't happen. Like, honestly, like it has to be extremely unique for you to like remember that because you drink so many whiskeys, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I think I like this or I don't like it. But that note was there. And I'll tell you later which distillery it was, but unbelievable so i'm always into trading spirit trading samples that's where the whole story came from but if you have samples of really nice stuff i'm happy to trade you and i got to pull some really great samples for some amazing barrels over the years that i shouldn't have i'll, I'll put it that way well to, to that to that effect i have some and jerry has tried it but jerry or paul has had a couple i've got some some bottles We'll, we'll we'll talk about it off the air, but uh, I've got sure. some bottles of some. All your listeners are going to be like, 
all the good stuff's happening off the air. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah. They, they, so they, they get some juice. Patreon membership. <laughs> if they, yeah, if they want Patreon membership. If they want to start paying for this shit, they can do so. But nobody's paying for this shit right now. We're pay- we're paying for this shit. So anyway, yeah. Uh, there there was a bottle that I got off of a recommendation of a different podcast, uh, which was actually coincidentally the the podcast that we were all met each other through and I bought the bottle. It was a two year old and it, it's a really cool fucking bottle. Okay. And I'll go ahead and throw the name out there. It was uh, the Lincoln pinch. What's I know what you're talking about. Do a Lincoln pinch. Uh, the, 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 anyway, the yeah, cool, really cool. fuck. Yeah. The, it's, it's got the, the dual flintlock pistols and the, the, the so teal. Pastel. Is it teal? It, yeah. 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 That, that, guy's two years really, old. That, that guy's before you throw him under the bus. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. The four year old is really, really good. It's really good, but but the two year old was when I bought it, and it was fifty dollars for that bottle. Sure. And it tasted like alcohol, so like like rubbing alcohol soaked banana bread, and it was just not my thing. I know a lot of people have said, "Oh, well, that sounds really good." I don't it wasn't think that's my anybody's thing. thing. Let's be honest. <laughs> It's probably not the tasting note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anybody was, gravitates yeah. towards. So I I drank it when I had COVID and I couldn't taste anything. I couldn't taste anything at all. But uh, well, maybe you know, that's the alcohol. That's that's the tasting note because you had COVID up in your face. That's right, 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 exactly. But they're they're four years really good, and the bottles are fucking amazing. Uh, and you know the corks are awesome. I still had the cork upstairs, and I intended to make a lamp out yeah. of the bottle. But still, it's cool. They they make really good stuff. It's just that two year just wasn't it yeah, just yeah. wasn't there. Well, yeah, and we all know craft distillers got to make a little money sometimes, and sometimes they sure. find a small segment of the population that likes it, and some of us that maybe have maybe some of us don't like it. You know, I'm going to blame COVID. I'm going to say because when I had COVID, everything smelled like band aids and vinegar. Yep, band aids for sure. It was Band-Aids for like 10 days. And I was concerned. I was like, gosh, I've been hearing about this stuff like lasting a long time. And I taste and smell whiskey as part of my career. I mean, it's not the 100% of my career, but I'm like, if I can't taste what are you and gonna I do? can't smell, like I actually had like my smell ability is really high. Like I have a, that's one thing I've tested extremely high is my smell. Taste is obviously a big part of that, you know, but, but when I smell band-aids, every time I put a orange or anything in my face that smelled band-aids, that's a problem. Well, Paul sent me a thing not too long ago that I will throw under the bus happily. Goddamn tire fire. Have you had this shit? Is that the nickname or is that the real name? No. That's, that's the name so- of the brand. It's, it's a, from yeah, ASW in it, Atlanta, it, it, Georgia. It's horrible. Um, it's fucking horrible. It's it they, smells they and tastes a like a tire fire. Great thing. They do a great thing. <laughs> they they try to produce whiskeys that everyone's gonna like. Really good shit. They're, really good shit. But this tire fire is not something that everyone will like. There's there's no one. They were trying to bring it. in. They were trying to bring in like the Lagavulins and the Obons and and those fans. And it when he, when they call it tire fire they that's mean what you taste they, they mean it and they they will tell you that that's that's why we named it that because they're trying to bring in these, these smoky peated guys to 
their brand. And I was actually on a live with an Instagram live with them the other day and, and I called them out on it and they were laughing about it. And they're like, yeah, we're just trying to bring in those, but the, those kind of drinkers to our, our brand. And uh, I mean, if you feel like I mean, the Lagavulin <laughs> tasters enjoy tire fire, I don't think you got like, <laughs> I don't think you understand the demographic the very well. Shit. They sell the shit out of that. Whether I wonder if jokingly it's, or not, but it's so bad. I wonder if it's one of those challenger brands. So like we'll categorize stuff like, I mean, I'm not going to say for nets in that world or Malort, but, but Malort, maybe, but Malort's <laughs> in that world, you know, Jaeger started in that world and, and then for net, but I mean, I think they're all extremely well-crafted, but I wonder if tire fire is in that world of trying to be a challenger brand where they're like, Oh, it's just one of those things like it's a novelty. I don't know. I'm going to check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah, if if needed, let uh, I don't know if Paul could get a hold of it down by him, but it, it's all over here. I can I can grab it. I could. I'm not gonna. If if I'm getting you a bottle, you're getting a whole bottle. I'm not. I'm not sending you a sample of it. I just need a sample um, because I don't. I don't want that thing. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's, at least they put that on the on the label. Tire fire. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. You know it, right? Just cracking the bottle, you're like, "Holy shit!" It it's just like scorched grains. It's burnt, it's heavily rubber. peated, I mean, heavily smoked. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting, but not for me. No, it's and, probably not. I'm super. a big ASW fan. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they're out of Georgia. It's a couple hours north of me. Big fan of all everything they've done, and not that one. Yeah, but uh to kind of full circle this conversation. Sure. I had a sample of it, what was it, two years ago for a Secret Santa in our, our local whiskey community here. I received a sample of the the Bardstown bourbon, the Copper and King's apple brandy finish. That was fucking amazing. I still have about half the sample just because I know I can never find it again except for people that are selling it for hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is stupid. I want to say it's like a 10, 11, 12 year old MGP finished for like two years in apple brandy from Calpern Kings. And it's amazing. It's like 115, 120 proof, somewhere around there, if I remember correctly. It is amazing. I can't let that little last half ounce go because sure. I just kind of like to crack that sample, smell it, take a little swig from it. No, but, hell no. You can't let that um, little half ounce sample go because that shit's fucking amazing. If you want a fucking bottle, you let me know. I'll get you one. No, no, no. This is you missed out. You you left the conversation. Yeah, Yeah, no, I had to go pee. I had to go pee. I'm trying to full circle this back to the Bardstown. Oh, Uh, my bad. Two years ago. My bad. Like two years ago, they released a Copper and King's finished brandy or Copper and King's apple brandy finished bourbon. And this is back when they were using MGP and all that stuff. So it's like a 10, 12 year old MGP finished, I want to say like a year and a half, two years in apple brandy. At 115, 120 proof. I probably should have looked this up before I actually. That's okay. About it. That's all right. But it, it was amazing. It's just like, so this Copper and Kings apple brandy uh, bourbon, the the apple is, is all in your face. That Bardstown is, you get that nice MGP Bardstown bourbon, what, and then that apple kind of sneaks up and jabs you in the face and it, it, you get that that nice, nice bourbon notes, and then finished by that nice fucking sweet apple brandy, and it's nice. Oh shit! It, 
they need sounds, to come back out with that. That sounds they need really to, nice. They need to produce their own whiskey like they've been doing for the last little bit. Get some more Opera and Kings. Hopefully, they're all in in good standings with each other and redo that because I will buy the shit out of it if it's anywhere close to that or this uh, this one that we're drinking right now. Now they're they're yeah, doing yeah, really good things, and, and I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes with their bourbon, especially with the apple, you know, or with any kind of finish they might have to offer. Because, like you said, it's it's you know, classic bourbon right up front, and then on the back end, it's just here comes somebody with an apple that punches you in the face with that motherfucking apple. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. And compare because this compared to the Hammer Apple that we were talking about earlier, that Hammer Apple is really fucking good, really fucking good. And in my mind, to me, it's better than the Hammer, the Hammer Peach. And I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what they do. Copper and Kings does with a bourbon peach finished by a bourbon. I, I I think they would be really fucking good. Paul, Paul's never been there. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to correct that when he comes up here this summer. But this is a fantastic bourbon, and for forty five fifty bucks at Kroger, that's I mean that that's that's crazy. That's that's what it's like to live in Kentucky. You can go to Kroger and you've got a you know a bevy of you know amazing things that you can buy that people can't buy at other stores. Uh, we we've got an amazing selection at just your average everyday store it's it's fucking incredible so what i'd like about traveling though is like my favorite thing is is travel to different states and go into their everyday stores and see what they have that we don't have you know that's only distributed Mm -hmm. in certain states and and i'll pick up a bottle here and there and i mean because you say that you always see the same stuff that we have here but like cokey and you know it's like what the hell is this it's a cool bottle and whatever but yeah we just don't get it here so i think anywhere you are if you could experiment and just pick something up or at least get, what i always say is like if you don't want to spend the 60 bucks 50 bucks go to a bar and just only drink stuff you never had sure i mean we yeah. have great bars here like you come to boondogs or you go downtown to you know bourbon on rye or some of these places in lexington Bur- rye is fantastic it's great. So like come come to yeah. all these cities, go to any city you're in, walk in. If they have a whiskey, if it's a whiskey bar, just start asking the bartender to sample stuff. Just right. can I just get mm-hmm. a taste of that? And they'll give you a little taste, you know, or sure. you pay a little tiny price for it. That's how you build up the palate. That's how you build up the knowledge. And that's what I did for years and years and years was constantly sitting at bars all over the country. For way too long and way too many hours, <laughs> but yeah, well, clearly not bar- way too long or way too many hours because here you are right, right now with one of the greatest careers in whiskeydom. Um, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. But <laughs> so, but but if anybody wants to do it, you have to put in the time. You can't just buy the same twenty bottles. Like you've got to go sit at the bars, obscure as hell. Talk to the bartenders, get their opinions. I don't care if it's on the internet. I don't care if it's on all these popular blogs and podcasts. If you've never heard of it, taste it. Just taste it. Just see what it tastes like. 
I hear all the time at our bar because we, you know, we have a bar that we have a lot of staples and a lot of these amazing Kentucky spirits, but we have some obscure stuff up there too. And I always recommend it. Even if it's Kentucky based, it might be something you've never heard of. Sure. But I'm like, this is amazing. Or it could be from Wyoming or Louisiana or Charleston, South Carolina. And it's like, go and try these things, man. Like that's the, I just get that same question a lot. Like, wow, how did you figure, figure out your palate? How do you understand this stuff? It's because I've tasted hundreds, if not thousands of whiskeys and spirits. And I always take the most obscure thing and I taste it. And it's like you try and over time, you understand it better. You understand what you like better. Sure. Because if somebody tells you like, oh, this is the most popular thing, instantly you're going to like it because it's popular and you're supposed to like it. But if you dial in your palate and you start to find all those nuances, shit, man, you might like something that's 14 bucks and and only available down the road. And now you've got your your go-to. You don't have to spend a ton of money. Or, yeah, just anytime you travel across the country, take advantage of it. You don't have to have the same 20 damn bottles. Like, have them on your shelf because they're awesome and they've dialed it in for hundreds of years. But... Try the stuff you've never had, and that's how you get better at this. Yeah, one, one of the that's, one of the, that's one my the favorite thing about I, traveling. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the so brands that I recently jumped on was the Jet the Creed. Jet the Creed is fucking amazing. That shit is incredible, and and it's it's a newer brand. It's a newer distillery. It's really it's beautiful if you see it from the road. But they they do some really exceptional things at Jeff the Creed. And and I've 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 really lashed onto them, so I, I'm I'm really, you know, and I know that's a Kentucky distillery that we were we were talking about, you know, distilleries yeah, outside yeah. of Kentucky and all this, but yeah, uh, you can't you can't get Jackson their products. Amazing. You can't get their products everywhere, but yeah, like when you're in 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 Maryland or Florida, go and try all the stuff you down there. Look for the local distillery. Look at, when you go to the bar, ask them. Do you have anything local? Every time I try, and I, I actually travel a lot, you know, like I go to a lot of states all the time, year round. It's my absolute favorite thing to do. Yeah. Traveling and going into, like you said, bars or, or stores and trying to find those local smaller guys. Or, that's one of my favorite things to do. We were in just south of Chicago in, what was that, October for my sister's wedding last year. And we go into Benny's. Everyone hears Benny's, whether you, you live yeah. in that area or not. It's like, absolutely. Yeah. I want to go in there and check out this, this giant ass selection of everything you have. So I start looking down the aisles and okay. like, Oh yeah. I go, Oh, I I've never, se- Oh, I've heard of this. I've never seen it. Never heard of this. Never seen it. And then I, I, they have the little end cap of all the store picks they had. And I start looking and they got the whistle pigs and, and all that other stuff. And, at the bottom was Whiskey Acres, I think it was. It's it's somewhere in, in somewhere local. I think it was like fifty bucks for a hundred and I think you sent you guys samples. I think it was like a hundred and seventeen proof cash strength rye. Okay, try that, I'll, man. I'll, I'll you th- see that? I'll try 50, it. I'll throw fifty bucks down and try it. I was like, it's a local thing. Like, 
all the stuff that I saw on the shelf was like, yeah, I don't see it down here in Florida, but I could go to Georgia and probably find it. And it's only a half hour drive. I'm like, I'm not going to see this every, I don't see this everywhere. I've, I've seen a couple reviews on Instagram and on YouTube about these guys, but I've never really seen a big thing. And I picked it up and I drank the shit out of that for the first week I had it. I had to like put it away. So I remember to send these guys samples and actually like savor it. Cause it was fucking delicious. It's just some small town. Well, I don't know how small they are, but some small town distillery and they're producing some fantastic shit. Yeah. That's like I said, one of my favorite things. Cause a lot of times it's like any vacation you go somewhere and you're enjoying yourself and you have something you can't get anywhere else, but that spot, sometimes it tastes better than anything you've ever had. And you can only taste it there. I think that's pretty magical, you know? All right. If, no. if you can edit this out, I might have to go pee too. <laughs> I can definitely edit this out. Yes, absolutely. Can we just pause for, all right, take, hold on. I'll be back. Do what you got to, man. Do it. Do it, do it. I'm trying to find this fucking, what we're going to smoke, we... smoke with Wes. What was it? The fuck. Wes, Wes was. Remember what I'm talking about? I know, know you do. McAuliffe. McAuliffe. I'm trying to find the other McAuliffe that I have. Big fan of those fuckers. He How has, much longer do we want to take he, this? He yeah. stepped away. He stepped away from uh, Bourbon Real Talk, yeah. and, and yeah. I ended my Patreon support because the only thing that I got from that of a bitch was the, the challenge, the challenge coin that they sent me, and that's literally it. And I've been paying fucking thirty dollars a month for that shit. I'm. It's just you know what I'm saying. So this like. That and whiskey and rock, po the podcast and a spirit animal. It's been seventy dollars or so that I've been spending a month for Patreon. Like, no, no, I'm done. I'm done with that. Yeah, we should probably wrap the recording soon. Yeah, we're, we're first three parter. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, we're I, working I, on. Yeah, no, no, we definitely, definitely should. There comes seven. Where is it? This it? This is not it. Yeah, we can always finish offline too if you guys want. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, no, the I want to I want to Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. We're gonna wrap the recording um, just so because we're you know getting out into the, the yeah line, the the, you know, the recording whatever. I'm sure you got other things going on, so we'll go ahead and excuse me. Shit, I'm about to cut my thumb off too. I'll go ahead and end this. But thank you for excuse me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. Be sure to check out all of the products that we mentioned here today. You're looking at Tim Jones at timjoneskentucky.com. Make sure to check him out. Great story. Great guest. Olivacigar.com because they're fucking fantastic. ElijahCraig.com. And uh, if you don't know, Elijah Craig, uh, Elijah Craig is produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which is at HeavenHillDistillery.com. Fantastic products. Make sure to support your veterans, your first responders, uh, your police, and uh, support children. You know, we'll, we'll have some giveaways coming up to support children coming up. So be, look, be on the lookout for that. You can find us at bourbonbeersandbelvedeers.com. 
And you can find us on Instagram at Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's or at TikTok at Bourbon, spelled B-U-R-B-N, Belvedere's. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's is produced by Adam Bolden, Paul Rousseau, and Jerry Ullman. Editing by Adam Bolden. Music by Ryan Johnson. You can find the links to all our social media accounts on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvedere's.com. As always, enjoy your bourbon and cigars responsibly. Cheers. Cheers.